Hello, everyone. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries podcast. As always, we are delighted to be here with you, and uh, we're going to talk about some wonderful things that we've just seen uh, such tremendous help from the Word of God over in um, Third John. Is that right? Third John will work for me. <laughs> and uh, we're excited to talk to you about it because we know Everybody needs this, and we need to just go back sometimes to the basics, but yet um, I know that all of us have something that we need to hear from the Lord on, and it's always going to be relative, and it's always going to be necessary for us to receive from the Word of God. We all need help. We need to think higher so we can have higher stuff. Isn't that right? No, absolutely. <laughs> so we're, I want you to just talk to the folks about that. We, we, I did want to talk about one little thing here. We, I was talking to you about that scripture there in Isaiah 64, verse 3. It says, uh, the Lord did terrible things which we did not expect. <laughs> in other words, God did such awesome stuff. Right. When they say terrible, they're talking about, about awesome or wonderful. Awesome, wonderful, miraculous things. <laughs> right. We didn't even expect it, and God did it anyway. Yes, That's what Third John's trying to tell us. No, absolutely. You know, the thing about Third John, Renee, and, uh, you know, if y'all want to follow along, just go to the book of Revelation and turn left. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> you don't have to go far. You don't have to go far. Just turn left, and then all the way through the book of Jude, all, uh, seven, all, all uh, 25 verses of it, and stop at Third John. Now, now Third John is just simply, my Bible says, the third epistle <laughs> of John. That's and, right. And uh, an epistle just simply means a letter. A letter. And that's all that's in the New Testament after, that's right. after the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, talking about Jesus, and then the book of Acts that talks about creating the church, starting the first yes, church, yes, the yes. Acts of the Apostles. Right. Uh, then all you have from that point are epistles in the book of Revelation. An epistle just simply means letter. I used to think that an epistle was a wife and an apostle, but that's not true. Um, <laughs> an epistle just means letter, and you have all these great missionary statesmen, right. Peter, James, Paul, John, missionaries, everyone. That's right. Great missionary statesmen writing missions letters to missions churches. And so uh, these guys wrote lots of letters, no doubt, to the churches. That's right. But every now and then they'd write one that the Holy Ghost said, aha, that needs to be in the Bible. Right. That one needs to be to the church centuries from now. Thank God. Uh, this is for everybody. Sometimes exactly. they just write something very personal for a personal church or a local church or, 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 a, or a problem in the church they were dealing with. Right. And right. John does that here in Third John. Uh, but then they also write, in spite of the Holy Ghost, that goes in the Bible and is good for the church forever. And so what we have it's here wonderful. in Third John is we have that great apostle that great missionary statesman john and renee he's in his he he's he's over 90 years old when he wrote this that's so profound now this isn't some snotty nose bible no, school graduate no. that's just fresh out of bible school and doesn't you know doesn't know come here from sickum i mean he's green as a gourd uh he'll grow into something one of these days but right now he's just a Bible school graduate. No, no, no. John, this is not John. John is over 90 years old whenever he penned That's it. helpful to know. So what we have here is, is, is a culmination of several things. We have John at the end of his life. Right. At the end of his ministry. And we have God and the Holy Ghost putting Third John at the back of the Bible. 
Isn't that something? So in other words, John's at the end of his life, and God puts this as the end of the Bible. Right. And it's just amazing to me. It is amazing. It's absolutely amazing it's to me. And whenever you know, whenever I hear uh, someone speak, or I go talk to someone, a minister, uh, that's got some years under their belt. Yes. That's been there and done that and bought the T-shirt. <laughs> uh, I listen harder right. and more earnestly right. to someone who's been there, done that. No, that's to right. To someone who's got the experience. Um, you know, Me too. Me I know too. lots and lots and lots of preachers, and I know lots and lots and lots of Bible school graduates, and I love them all, and I respect them all, and I appreciate them all. But you know, I, I don't listen to the to the guy right out of Bible yeah, school. The novice, I, the I don't listen to a teenager the... as much as I'd listen right, to right. someone that's been there and done that for a while. Right. And uh, it's just like your own kids, you know. Uh, you expect more out of the older ones and less out of the younger ones. Right. And, and, and as they grow older, then they get more experience and more wisdom, more. hopefully. And uh, and so you listen more to that. And so what we have here with John is that he's over 90 years old. Astounding. I mean, this man has some it? credentials. Right. This man has not only been an apostle for all these years, but he was one of the apostles of the Lamb, what, right. what we call right. the apostles of the right. Lamb. The original Jesus, original hand-picked uh, disciples, and so uh, and there were twelve of those, and then Judas committed suicide, and then so they re- they replaced him, uh, and then and then we went on and got the apostle Paul, and right. Paul wasn't Paul wasn't with them with when Jesus uh, was still on the earth. Right, uh, Paul never met. Jesus, as did as did Doctor Luke, did not. Right, uh, he wasn't there originally. Doctor Luke uh, came later and spent a lot of time with Paul and traveled with Paul. And Doctor Luke wrote the Book of Luke, uh, where he's interviewed the other apostles right. and written down what their accounts of Jesus' That's life astounding. and ministry. I just don't find but all then of that so interesting. But then Doctor Luke's also written the Book of Acts. Right. So uh, uh, the, the the apostles of the Lamb and all those guys were martyred. Right. I mean, they were horribly, terribly martyred That's right. uh, all over the world early. because they were missionaries. Yeah, so early. they went, they yeah. scattered and went all right. over the world because Jesus said to them, what? Go ye into all the world, world and preach the gospel to every creature. <laughs> and he that believes and is baptized That's shall right. be saved, and he that believes not right. shall be damned. And these That's signs right. shall follow them that believe. Hallelujah. And he listed the signs in the order of simplicity are the easiest thing first. And he said, in my name, you cast out devils. Well, that's the easiest thing a Christian did. <laughs> Dispatch the devil on short notice. Isn't and you speak good? with new tongues, and you take up that's serpents, right. drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt you. And lay hands on the sick in the name of Jesus, and, that's and in they Mark shall recover. 16. Mark's Gospel, the 16th Go chapter, read that today. Stimulate is, your thought life. Of five times that Jesus gave us what we call the Great yes. Commission. He yes. gave it to us in Matthew 28. He gave it to us in Mark Matthew 16. Matthew 28, Mark 16. He gave it to us in, in Luke 24, 47. And That's he right. gave it to us in John 20, 21, 23. Right. And then he gave it the fifth time in the book of Acts when he said, you'll receive the Holy Ghost. Yes, when hallelujah. Ghost, when you receive the Holy Ghost, <laughs> then you'll be a witness to me That's right. all over the world. All over the, all world. Over the world. Both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all in the uttermost parts of the earth. So That's anyway, so exciting. So John was That's there for John. all that. John heard Jesus say that. He was there, looked him in the eye, read his lips. Right. He knew all those other apostles. Uh, he knew how they all died. He outlived wow. them all. And they he tried sure to kill John by boiling him in oil. You can go to books like Fox's Book of Martyrs and right. other other Bible right. history books where you find out how, how the apostles Horrid. were killed and how they were martyred. Torture. And they, tried, they, they boiled John in oil. 
and he wouldn't die. And he didn't die. Didn't hurt him. My goodness. Uh, he just said, man, this feels like a nice hot oil bath. Isn't this nice? Now, I've actually heard Maybe. preachers say this, well, and I totally disagree with it. I've actually heard preachers say, yeah, well, they boiled him in oil, and he was horribly burned the rest of his life. I don't no more believe that in the man in the moon, and there's no proof of it. There's no evidence of right. it. It's just some, what I call Bible mythology, you know, another, another one of the things people say about the Bible that isn't true. But... Uh, since they couldn't kill him, since they couldn't boil right. him in oil, since he wouldn't die, uh, that something? they exiled him to the Isle of Patmos, this horrible little nasty island with all these creatures on it and reptiles and all these things on it. And they exiled him there on the, to the Isle of Patmos for a number of years. And so while he was there, he just wrote this little book <laughs> called <on>. Revelation. <laughs> and, uh, and then when he finished out his sentence, uh, uh, he came out of exile after finishing his mm -hmm. sentence. He's the only one of the apostles that went mm -hmm. back to his family and finished out his ministry and his life with his with his family, kids, grandkids, whatever. Uh, and uh, but anyway, John, my uh, goodness, what a man! John has got some credentials. Yes, he does. I mean, when we're talking about my, John, my. we're talking about somebody that's been there, done that, got the T-shirt. He right. knew Jesus personally, ran around with Jesus personally, knew all the other disciples personally. Yes, that's no right. doubt he knew a young whippersnapper by the name of Paul that got <laughs> saved and filled the Holy Ghost and went in the ministry. He and had certainly a had tenure. Of, had a miracle two of his own. So no, John's right. been around a long time. And so when John speaks. It gets my attention. No, that's right. I mean, it gets my attention. And, uh, you know, years ago, there was a commercial here in the United States yes. <laughs> uh, that says, uh, what was it, Merrill Lynch? No, E.F. Hutton. E.F. Hutton. I'm when sorry. E.F. E. Hutton. Hutton. So when E.F. Hutton speaks and everybody else stopping. And they show listen. people in restaurants just going just like, stop. Yeah, yeah, stop. When E.F. Hutton speaks, everybody listens. Well, there's people like that yes. that have got, as you said, tenure, that have got the experience, that have got, got the, the miracles under their right. belt, that have that's been there right. and done that, that when they speak, it carries more weight. I just want to say this, and, and that because I want you to, to continue to talk about that. But, you know, first and second John, because there's first John, second John, third John, as well as the Gospel of John. Right. And when you look at um, first, second John, oh, first, the first book of John, the second book of John, the things that John is saying about that in there too, Terry, is about all the things that he profoundly talks about is the love of God. When right. he had been treated so horribly. Right, and they call him the so, love disciple. The love disciple. And then he comes along and just says these profound things that you're speaking about sure. in Third John 2. And we look at some of the great fathers sure. in the faith that you and I love. I was just thinking about John G. Lake this morning. Oh, wow. You know, Smith Wigglesworth. Right. Some of these great men of God that, um, um, you know, Hudson Taylor. All of these marvelous men. Over the last 2,000 years that have kept the gospel so um, relative sure. to every single generation. Sure. And then, of course, Brother Hagen, John Osteen, the ones that knew, the ones that we knew. Lester Summerall, Hilton Sutton, right. Will Roberts, T.L. Osborne. Yeah, uh, Kenneth, even Gazer, Kenneth Copeland, who is still Brother, alive Brother and Copeland with us. And Fred Bryce are still with us today. Yes. But uh, these guys, sometimes I'll mention these guys when I'm preaching. Right. You know, I'll say, well, Brother Oral Roberts told me this, or T.L. Osborne told me that. Right. Or, or we know, heard John Brother Osborne say that. something. You, know, you like and that. I probably talk about John Osteen every day of the world. Yeah. No, that's really true. By that we don't talk about John because <laughs> we really knew him true. so personally. Right. And somebody will say, now, nah, Brother Terry, you're just name dropping. I say, no, no, no. I, I knew these guys personally. That are they so were my dear friend. to us. I was in their home. Yes. They were in my home. You know, I had their personal They phone influenced our talked. lives profoundly. Um, but And John is somebody somebody that, that has that kind of. Yes, he does. That kind of credential. Yes, yes. When you say John has something to say. Yes, he does. Will you listen? Well. You know, y'all are old enough to remember the Gulf War. 
back when Saddam Hussein right. uh, attacked Kuwait and took over Kuwait, right. and President Bush the first was the president. Yes, uh, George. I Herbert remember Walker, the night, <laughs> uh, Bush. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, In fact, you and Dean and Jackie and I were together right. in Corpus exactly. Christi the, the right. day that That's happened right. and That's hit right. the news. And uh, uh, at the time, uh, President Bush had a general named Norman Schwarzkopf. Yes, <laughs> we called him Storman Norman. Storman Norman. <laughs> and so Norman Schwarzkopf right. uh, was put in charge of that war yes. that lasted 100 hours. Right. And I mean, we went over and told Saddam Hussein, you get yourself back over to Iran. You're not, you are not uh, going to take over Kuwait. Isn't we kicked something? him out of Kuwait. 100 hours. 100 hours. And, uh, and, That's and, the way it ought and, to happen. And General Schwarzkopf, after or that, shorter. retired. <laughs> Yes. Uh, because he actually said in his autobiography, he said he said uh, that he saw the handwriting on the wall uh, that the military was going to go down somewhat because Bill Clinton was becoming president. Right, this is right. his, his words in his autobiography. You can read it. Right. And he saw what Mr. Clinton was going to do with the military, that he was going to defund it. He was going to make it smaller. Uh, he was going to do some other things. And, and uh, you know, throughout history, Republicans have come in and made the military stronger. And then the Correct. Democrats have come in and made it weaker. And then the Republican right. comes back. And it just goes back and forth, back, back and, and forth. forth. And so, Thankfully the, the, now. so Mr. General Schwarzkopf saw this. Yes. And he said, I'm going to get out while we're on top. He said, you know, we won World War II. Right. And he said, uh, we lost Vietnam. And he said, I was in Vietnam, and I didn't like losing the war. And he said, then we tied Korea, <laughs> you know. Right. And he said, I, I'm, I'm just not willing to, to go out on bottom or on a tie. But he said, I'm going to go out on a win. And he said, so we won <laughs> right. the, the Gulf War. Right. And um, uh, so Thank after God. he got out of the Army, when he retired, God bless then America. he would go all over America and speak. Mm-hmm. And and get these huge fees for speaking, right? Because he'd walk in a room and to speak, and they'd say, "Oh, Norman, you know, Norman Schwarzkopf." <laughs> Same with Lee Iacocca. Some of y'all remember Lee Iacocca. Lee Iacocca was working for Ford, mm-hmm. and there was an executive there, and Chrysler was dying. Chrysler was bleeding red ink, and I mean, they were going under. And all of a sudden, Lee Iacocca left Ford and came over to Chrysler and took it over, uh-huh. and I mean, just brought it back. And it's a great American. Uh, success story. Yes, it is. Uh, but it's the same thing. <laughs> well, after he is. retired, then he went all over the United States, commanded huge fees for speaking because everybody wanted to hear what Lee Iacocca said because he's a success. That's true. Norman Schwarzkopf is a success. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I feel about John. Whenever whenever I'm, somebody says, hey, John said, I'm like, what? What did John say? <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm really interested. I just think it's really neat that the, that the whole Bible is, is Holy Ghost inspired. Paul tells us that he says all scripture, A.W.L. All scripture. We have to continue to remind people of that. Oh, you know that that's why we honor the Word of God is because it was selected by the Spirit of God to prompt those things to be put together and canonized in the book, the Bible. No, absolutely. And so, so uh, Paul tells Timothy. Paul's the old apostle writing to the young pastor Timothy, and he tells Timothy, my, he said, my. all scripture. They double it, yes. all of it, all script, everything in this Bible, all scripture is given yeah, by inspiration, inspiration of the Holy Ghost. My, my, so my. this book is written by the Holy Ghost. Yes, yes. So Renee, the Holy Ghost is talking here. This isn't just John talking; it's the Holy Ghost talking. 
Plus, we all know this is the Word of God. We've all said that all of our lives. Hey, this is God's book, God's will, God's testament. This is this is God's Word. So John, it's it's not just John talking. It's not just the Holy Ghost talking. God is talking. Isn't that wonderful? And I mean, God's really old. He's older than John. (laughs) You know, my kids think I'm older than dirt, and God really is older than dirt. He built dirt. He said dirt be and dirt was. No, that's right. But anyway, I've said all that (laughs) to say this, and I'm, I'm eating up my clock by by just talking about John's credentials here. But whenever we get over to the third book of John, <laughs> and again, I'm sure John wrote lots of letters, lot, maybe hundreds of letters to the church. Well, but three of them, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, the Holy Ghost thought should be in the Bible. All right? So there's actually there's actually 14 verses in 3 John. You know, hold this page. This is a very worn page in Terry's Bible. We're actually... <laughs> lifting this worn page out well, you know, and say, hold it up again. You know, they we, say if, you're, uh, yeah. if your Bible's falling apart, then you're not. So uh, uh, <laughs> There it is. But, but when John writes this third epistle to the church, wow. this third letter to the church, it actually has 14 verses. Yes. But the 14 verses aren't for us. No, that's right. The first eight verses are for us. Are for us. The, the first, first eight, eight verses are yes. what the Holy Ghost inspired the yes. Apostle John That's to right. take pen in hand and write to the church down through the ages, and it's good for us now here we in need the that. 21st my, century. My, my. All right? Now, Desperately. the last verses, verse 9 through 14, were actually written to the local church, uh, and they're written about two things. They're written about a bad guy in, in the church named Diotrephes, right. and John just says he's a bad guy. And John says, when I get there, I'll yank the slack out of him. And I bet he did, too. I bet that old apostle yanked the slack out My of him goodness, whenever he right. got there. That's right. And then he says, now, Diotrephes uh, is a bad guy, but now there's another guy named Demetrius in the church, and he's a good guy. He's a good guy. And then he ends the whole thing by saying, but I had many things to write, verse 13, uh, but I will not with ink and pen write to you, but I trust I shall shortly see thee, and we shall speak to you face to face. Peace be to you. Our friends salute thee. Greet the friends by name. Love your big brother. John. It's just a letter. It's just a letter. <laughs> and those last verses, letter, 9 right? to 14, are talking about the local church and two guys in the church, a good guy mm-hmm. and a bad guy. But verse 1 through verse 8, Renee, are absolutely explosively powerful. And go home and read them out loud. Don't just take our word for and, it. And John, at the end of his ministry, in the end of his life, right. makes us know that. Right. And God putting it, the Holy Ghost putting it at the end of the Bible wow. makes us know that. I remember whenever I read this the first time where I remember <laughs> that I remember as a teenager, and I read verse 2 where he said, Beloved, I wish above all things. And I thought, what? What? <laughs> above all, <laughs> all things? things? John, you're 90-something years old and there's one thing? Yes. There's one thing above everything else? Yes. And then goodness. I'm thinking, God, you're talking. This is your book. And you're saying at the back of the book, now, beloved, above everything else. I even asked the Lord. Let me summarize. I even asked this the Lord the whenever important. I was a teenager. I said, Lord, have you ever read the Bible? In summary. <laughs> There's some good stuff in here. And yet right. at the back, you say now, yeah. above everything else. Right. Above everything else. Above everything else. My well, that goodness, made, As Jerry. a teenager, that made bells and whistles and sirens go off on yes, the inside of me. Yes, I yes. said, I'm going to learn a secret. Yes. God is going to tell me above everything, everything else. else. The Holy Ghost is going to tell me above everything else. The Apostle John's going to tell me now above everything else. Mm. Boy, it caught my attention. It, it made my ears Thank God. perk Thank up. God. And then yes. I was really disappointed in what I read. <laughs> 
because what he says here is he well, says, I wish above. Now, wish isn't a Bible word. No. The Bible's not Aladdin's lamp. Yeah. You don't you don't you don't rub on it and get a genie and get three wishes. No, a wish right. is not a Bible word. If you look yeah. in the margin, it says I pray or I desire. I pray, I desire. I pray above everything as I desire above everything else. Yes. And then he said something so carnal. I thought he'd say something spiritual, like build a church, build a Bible school, win speak souls. in tongues, yeah. win souls, right. uh, heal the sick, raise the dead. No, no, no. He said something as carnal as I want you to prosper and be in health. My goodness. And I read it, and I said, John, that's it? Thank you, Jesus. That's what you got? Lord, that, that's it? That's it? That's the big revelation? Right. right. Is you want me to prosper and be healthy above everything, everything else, else? You want me to prosper and be healthy? My goodness. What a carnal thing to say. How simple, though, you know. And I said to, to the Lord uh, as a life. teenager, I said, uh, why? Yes. I always want to why. I'm always asking God why. I've heard preachers say, never ask God why. I always why ask God why. Why and how. And sometimes he'll <laughs> tell me, sometimes he won't. But uh, I said, why, Lord? Why do you care? What difference does it make in the grand scheme of things, right. whether I'm prosperous and healthy, sure. or whether I'm the opposite, whether I'm sick and poor? Sick and poor. Let's see, prosperous, healthy. Sick or poor, yeah. which you want. Yeah. yeah, but God says above everything else, He wants me to be prosper, prosper, and be, be in, in health, health, even as my soul prospers. prospers. And I said, "Why?" And then I had this thought. I thought, "Well, well, you know, the devil wants the exact opposite of what God wants." Right. So if the devil were writing this, he'd say, "I, the devil, above everything else, that's right. Want you to be, sick, you and to be sick and poor, opposite of prosperity and healthy." Wow. So I said the same thing to the devil. I said, why, devil? Why, is it, why do you care? What's it to you? What's it matter to you if I'm sick and poor, or prosperous and healthy? What, what, so what? And so I continued My to goodness. read because I thought there's got to be an answer here. Yes. But the answer has to be in these first eight verses because those last verses are just written to the church about Diotrephes and Demetrius. Right. So let's look at this. He says in verse 2, beloved. Now, if he says beloved, Renee, he's talking to Christians. Right. Yes. He's not talking to sinners. He's talking to Christians because he calls them beloved. So he says, beloved, I pray or I desire above all things. All is the longest word in the Bible. Above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Verse 3, for I rejoice greatly when the brethren came. Brethren would be Christians, right? When the brethren came and testified of the truth. Now, I've told you for years and years and years to whenever I preach, I tell people that when these guys say the word truth, truth. they're talking about the word of God. And in Jesus said in John 17, and it's capital T. Right. Jesus said in John 17, Father, thy word, word is truth. Is truth. So, so he said, uh, I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth or the word that's in you, even as you walk in the truth or in the word. My mind. All right. Then he says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth or walk in the word. Walk in I've the always word. said that's just a preacher's statement. I mean, that's just any preacher, uh, any parent would say the same thing. I have no greater joy than to hear that my kids, my children, those that God's put me in charge, charge of, of, are walking in the, in truth the truth of the word of God. Thank the Lord. Verse 5, beloved, talking to Christians, you do faithfully whatsoever you do to the brethren, brethren to be Christians, That's and right. to the strangers, that'd be 
sinners. Brethren and strangers. All right. <laughs> Which have borne witness of your charity or your love or your generosity before the church, whom if you bring forward on their journey after a godly sort, you shall do well. Because that for his namesake, Jesus' namesake, they, the disciples, went forth, taking nothing from the Gentiles. Verse 8, this is the last one. That's right. Verse 8, we... Therefore, ought to receive such that we might be fellow helpers fellow to the helpers. truth or to the word of God. Yeah. So when you fellow boil all workers. this down, and of course my time's running out, but when you boil all this down, John John's really saying here in verse 2, verse 5, and verse 8 what we need to hear. He's saying above everything else, I want you to prosper. prosper. I want you to be healthy. Why? Verse 5, so that we can do good to the brethren, right. so we can do good to the strangers, and verse 8, so we can be fellow helpers to the truth or getting the truth out. My goodness. That's the whole crux of the matter. In other words, let me boil this down in the last few minutes here. John is saying, look, I'm an old man. Right. I've been around 90-something years. They've tried <laughs> to kill me. They've well, exiled me to Patmos. I, I, oh, I, my. And, and I've discovered something in all these years. And that's this, that if you're going to do the will of God, if you're going to fulfill the Great Commission, if you're going to get the gospel oh of the goodness. world, yes. if you're going to heal the sick and raise the dead and cast out, if it's you're going to do hard. what Jesus wants you to do, you need two things. Right. You need money and you need health. Is that so? My goodness. <laughs> we ought to have bells and whistles going off in here. Somebody needs to be ringing the bells out here. Isn't I mean, that amazing? Is, you, need, it is. you need two things. You need money. And you need help. And you need help. In order to get the gospel to the world. You know, we're having a big crusade in May uh, uh, in uh, in a Middle Eastern country, a Muslim nation. They're telling us we're going to have 100,000 people in the crowd. Isn't that something? We're going to have 1,500 pastors. We're going to be training on the side and then crusade at night. Yes. Miracles are going to take place. Blind eyes are going to unstop. Deaf ears are going to open. Cripples are going to yes. walk. Lepers are going to be cleansed. <laughs> if there's any dead, we'll that raise them. Devils will cast joyous. them out. Imagination. But you know what? It's going to take us two things to do that. That's right. You and I are going to have to be healthy. We have to be healthy. We can't be sick and, and go. No, that's right. And we got to have money. The budget for that meeting is going to be about a hundred thousand dollars. Isn't that amazing? You know, and it's going to cost us a hundred thousand dollars to go preach to a hundred thousand people. So a dollar a soul. A dollar a soul. And train those pastors and minister to them and all the miracles and all the salvation. That's and going so to be on amazing. And so, on and so on. But it's going to cost us money. My, my, my. And it's going to cost us help. And so if we have the health, we can go do it. If we have the money, we can go do it. You know, I've had people say to me, Brother Terry, I want to be one of a hundred. You need a hundred thousand dollars. I want to be one that gives a thousand. So a hundred people give a thousand dollars. It'll take care of the budget. That's right. And, That's right. Uh, but, Sounds but simple this that is way, such a it? powerful thing with John. And every time, Renee, over all these 52 years in ministry, when I go into a foreign country, I go into a jungle, I go into a desert, I go wherever I go to villages, uh, I see sick people. Horribly sick people sometimes. I see demon possessed people. I see sinner people. Right. And I and I go in there knowing that because of this, they deserve to be no, saved. No, that's right. They deserve to be healed. They deserve a miracle. Not because of what they did. They don't deserve anything on their merit, but because of what Jesus did. That's right. They d deserve it. It belongs to them. I've said many years that we don't have promises of healing in the Bible. We have purchases of healing in the Bible because Jesus paid for it with his own blood. So they deserve to be here. Those people we're going to minister to they sure uh, in May, uh, 100,000 people, Muslims, they, they deserve to be saved. And they deserve to have and they their bodies healed, to be healed and their needs met and their children raised in safety Just because and all of, of these this, things because of that. We need to do good to the brethren. That's right. Good to the stranger. 
and we need to be fellow helpers to taking the truth of the word of God that's right. and getting it to those people. My, my, that's so right. So if you're going to do good to the brethren, good to the stranger, and be fellow helper to the truth, you're going to have to have health and you're going to have to have money. So if you've never liked a prosperity message before, <laughs> you ought to like this one because it gives you the reason that's right. for that's prosperity. Right. It gives you the reason that's right. God wants you healed. It gives you the reason God wants you well. And it also gives you the reason why the devil doesn't want you healed and doesn't want you prosperous. Because if you're sick and if that's you're for poor, sure. you're not going to be able to do good to the brethren. You're not going to be able to do good to the stranger. You're not going to be able to get to be a fellow helper to the truth. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're sick and poor, you still love God and That's God right. still loves you. That's right. And you can still pray and you can still give to some degree and you can still help God to some degree. I'm just saying you can't do for God what you want to do for God. And you can't do for God what he wants you to do for him unless this comes to pass where you are prosperous and healthy, even as your soul prospers. Your soul's already prospering. Your soul's good. Your soul, if you're saved and born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, your soul's in good shape. So John's saying, I want your body to catch up and your finances to catch up to where your soul is to be prosperous and healthy. Well, our time is gone for today, but we're so glad you have joined us. Remember, you can find us at terrymize.com. And with this wonderful message that Terry shared with us today on the fact that third John, that verse two, that God wants you to be in health and prosper. So we just want you to know one more time that you are more than conquerors. See you next time.